Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I want to start from a theme scripture for the year. Our opening scripture is Psalm 40, verses 1 to 3. Remember? He said, I waited for the Lord and he inclined to my cry. Also, he delivered me or saved me from the most horrible pit. Pull my feet from the miry clay. Set them on the solid ground. Establishes my going. He didn't just stop there. And he has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear. And put their trust in God. I feel the fire. The reason I'm starting from there is this. We have a God that hears. We have a God that is inclined to our cry. Even if we don't know what that idiom means, at least we can say, oh, what did you say? We do that. When somebody younger than you, somebody lower than you, somebody the talking with kind of trepidation, you say, excuse me? God hears. He's so attentive. He's bending towards you. He's listening to you. God is about to manifest in your situation like never before. See, this is real. And that's why it's important. Our attitude in His presence is key. God is up to something new. But this is where I'm going. When God hears, it's causative. It's because he has done something that he wants to manifest in your situation. You see, and he inclined and he hears. That means that he's doing it. That's what it means usually. Check the Bible. And that's why I say also, he saved me from the most horrible pit. And I'll keep telling myself and telling everyone that will just be able to think a little bit. If anybody will say God has not saved you from the most horrible pit this year, then you are deceiving yourself. Because you are not better than those who are dead. I am not better than those who are dead. It's the mercy of God that has sustained me. Has God delivered anybody from the most horrible pit? He has delivered Taiwo Dukoya from the most horrible pit. He has. He really has. Has he pulled my feet from the miracle? Oh, yes. Has he set me on the solid ground to stand? Oh, yes. Can't you see? Has he put a new song in my mouth? The praises? Ooh. What else is left for the living to do than to praise God? Anywhere and any, whatever your, your conviction in life, you know this year you just have to lift up. We saw the hand of God beyond anything that man can do. And he's put a new song in my mouth. Praises to God. And as I sing, people will see. I don't need to impress people. I only need to be thankful to God. People will see. They will see. They will see. 
sing your song there. He says, this is my presence. You sing it. People will see. Why won't they see if you won't sing? Otherwise, they will see. And when they see, they will fear. And they will put their trust in me. So why am I going all this route? When God puts a song in your mouth, it is for singing. You will sing to the end of this year. You will sing to the end of next year. You will sing for the rest of your life. In the name of Jesus, is the heritage of the redeemed of the Lord to sing His praises anyhow, anytime, everywhere. Yes. That's why it never stops in heaven. That's all they do. They do many other things, but this is the most prominent. They sing His praises. It's a higher calling. I'm telling you, I'm not just talking of the benefits of his presence, benefits of, you know, I mean, if he's put it there, it's for one thing, sing. That's why it's something, I will sing. I will, I will win my will to sing. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord, not just now, forever. With this in mind, turn with me to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6. Now, verse 1. Now, everybody say, now. Now, Jericho was securely shut up. Securely shut up. <laughs> Yay. Because of the children of Israel, there are certain things that are happening just because of you. I'm telling you, just because of you. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, in spite of this, See, I have given Jericho <laughs> into your hand, its kings and the mighty men of Velour. You shall march around the city, all, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once, and this you should do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams and ram horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a loud blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout uh, ah, with a great shout. <laughs> and the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him now from verse 6 joshua gave instruction as he has received from the lord so then joshua the son of Nun, called the priest and said to them take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear the seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark of the covenant and he said to the people proceed and march around the city and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the lord so it was when joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horn before the lord advanced and blew the trumpet and the ark of the covenant of the lord followed them the armed men went before the priest who blew the trumpets and the rear guards came up after the ark, while the priest continued, continued blowing the trumpets. Ten. Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, "You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, shout." Then you shall shout. <laughs> 
so he had the ark of the Lord, circled the city, you know, the rest of it. And Joshua rose up verse 12 early in the morning, and the priest took up the ark of the covenant. Then the seven priests bearing the seven uh, uh, trumpets of ram's horn before the ark of the covenant of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, but the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord while the priest continued blowing. Hallelujah. The trumpet. And the second day, the march around the city once and returned to the camp. So they did six days. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawn in the morning and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day, only they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened when the priest blew the trumpet then Joshua said to the people shout for the Lord has given you the city yeah 17 now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction it and all who are in it why should they be in the path of progress of the children of God And you, by all means, now tell them. Look at verse 20. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet. And it happened when the people had heard the sound of the trumpet. And the people shouted with a great shout. And the wall fell down flat. Hallelujah. Then the people went up into the city, every man. Hallelujah. Straight before him and took the city. There's some way to say, shout. For the Lord has given you the city. Shout. For the Lord has given you. I say, shout. For the Lord has given us this city. The Lord has given you December. He has given you Lagos State. He has given you Nigeria. I say, shout. See, quickly, let me just quickly bring you to a book. Um, before they were born, God spoke to their father, their forefather Abraham, that look, I've given you the land of Canaan. But he said to him, he said, but look, in between, your descendants will be slaves. See, God is clear. But you see, that was between God and Abraham. But somehow along the line, I don't think the others understood that. Until in the generation of Jacob, when Joseph went into Egypt, but that wasn't just even the problem, but because there was the, the happening at the time was there was famine in the land and, 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 and Joseph became promoted. And everybody was looking for food, and if you were living at the time until you got to Egypt, you will die. Except as you get to Egypt. So they went to Egypt. The same people who sold Joseph into slavery went to Egypt. And so Joseph now brought all his people to Egypt because he was highly favored. He was in the affairs. He was at the hem of affairs of the entire world, as it were. And that was how they got into Egypt. Can you imagine? That was how they got into slavery. It wasn't because they were beaten, there was a war, and they were captured. No, 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 no. They were favored into Egypt. But Joseph was not favored into Egypt. Joseph was abused into Egypt. Sometimes your abuse is a foreigner to the favor of your coming generation. People don't know. People don't know. What is best is follow the covenant-keeping God in a covenant way. Always receive grace and ask for grace to follow him in a covenant manner. I feel the fire. 
even of my sleeves. I feel it. But look at what happened. Along the as soon as see what happened before they left Egypt. Fantastic. Only God could have done that. And now having done that, the first encounter of trouble was Red Sea. The people changed their mind. In the long suffering of God, God kind of just he bore up with that. And still got them across the Red Sea. Before then they were saying something else. And after the Red Sea, many more troubles. But they saw God like they've never seen God under the leadership of Moses. Glory be to God in the highest. And so God changed God. Because the time of Moses was up. He said, no, God would have changed God. But before that, Moses made mistakes. Ah, please, God is God. Though. Both your mistake and your rights, they are known to God. Just keep on following him. Leave the rest to him. Now he will now put Joseph, Joshua in place. And he will say to Joshua, I said, No man shall be to stand against you all the days of your life. Hey, no man. He says, Why? Well, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. How was he with Moses? No man could stand before Moses. Joshua recollected. Even confederacy of kings were, ah, they were decimated. In Hey, before the God that Moses served. As much as five percent, Joshua was thinking, who can step into Moses' shoes? Then God said, Don't worry. What I did with Moses, I will do with you and much more. But you see, God is such a counselor and such a motivator. By the time God finished with Joshua, guess what happened? Joshua called the leaders. He said, run through the ranks and through the people. In three days, we are crossing Jordan. What? When God's word finds root in the life of a man, you were dead impossible. I'm not joking. God sees my heart. Three days, the same... Joshua, that God has said, you've got to be strong and courageous. You've got to be strong and courageous. You've got to be strong. Only be strong and courageous. I have to say, yeah, now I've heard. In three days. Now he knew that he was at his word. God has spoken. So, what are your words? If your words are God's words, watch God move. And in three days, they crossed over. They didn't cross over like Moses crossed over. No. There was no Moses to cross to stretch the road. No. God came with his own strategy with Joshua. I'm talking to somebody here today. I'm talking to somebody here today. They crossed over. But you see, all this was tied to us taking, taking over the land or getting to the land of promise. And we learned that they had already, they were in the periphery of, in fact, some, they said some people were located land before Jordan, if you read the story. So they were already there, but Jordan was a problem. So they crossed over Jordan. Now, immediately they crossed over Jordan, guess what next? They saw Jericho. Ha! And the thing about Jericho is this Jericho has never been defeated. Never! In fact, it is written, if you look at Jacob's comments, it says, one of the oldest fortified cities in, on earth, Jericho. 
And I was tightly secured that nobody went and nobody came in. They were prepared for the children of Israel. But unfortunately, Jericho, you are standing on the path of the destiny of the children of Israel. The children, covenant children of God. You are standing, Jericho. It's okay that you've been there for a thousand years. It's been ten thousand years. It doesn't matter. But now, God must pass through. I'm talking to somebody here today in the name of Jesus. This December, it will be a super turnaround for you in the name of Jesus. Hey! <laughs> the kind of turnaround you've never seen. Don't look, see, see, see. Don't look into history for such turnaround because you won't see it. There's no antecedent. Your case is unique to God. God will move on your behalf. The world will see, they will fear. Is somebody hearing me? Hey, anybody can be expecting the devil to overrun them in December. Now you, you are going to see the devil rooted and raised. Move away from your path in the name of Jesus. I'm talking to somebody here today in the name of Jesus. Aren't you glad you're in church? Secured. But as secured as it is, God said, hey, I've given you the city. Really? Say, but listen to me. You're going to do this. Give me strategy. We read it. The strategy, number one, God has spoken, number one. God has spoken, number one. God's word, number one. God's word to Abraham. God's word to Moses. God's word to Joshua. Even when he was taken over. Now, concerning this specific situation, he said, I've given it to you. So, then the Bible said that as soon as they crossed over we, in the place of Jericho, Joshua was walking. Then he saw a warrior standing with his sword drawn, standing opposite to him. But God said, No man shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. So he says, Sir, as what has you come? For us or as our adversary? What gave him the audacity? Because God spoke. And he said, No, as the captain of the host, I've come. I've come to lead you and to guide you into what God has said. Oh, he bowed down in worship. He realized he was talking to the pre incarnate Jesus. Otherwise, you don't worship angels. So you see, the word was there. Number two, what was there? He said, the ark of the covenant must be there. The presence of God. Hallelujah. Look at the strategy. Number three, he said, you are going to march around the city. In other words, uh, when God says, this is it for you, focus on Jesus follow him and that's why his instruction has not changed follow me i will make you completely into what he has made you to be follow me so i've given you the city so what do you do until the city becomes yours until it becomes yours until it becomes yours no, nothing more is important. This is where you are now until it becomes yours. First day you're going to go around it. Somebody said when we were doing that, 
to the people in Jericho and their armies on the walls were wondering what are they up to. They see God has moved ahead. Their fear, the fear of the children of Israel has paralyzed them. But they were doing all the cool. So they were wondering. They were wondering. In fact, there's some other people around laughing at them, they don't mind them. <laughs> Although they're bragging. They can only just move around, they can't do anything. But they were walking according to instruction. First day, second day. So there's a time to wait on the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord will always renew their strength. Don't jump before Him. The seventh day, remember the word, remember the presence of God, the ark, then remember the trumpeter. What does that simplify? Praise and worship. If his presence is there, there must be worship. There must be praise. And the trumpet never stop blowing once they start. But on the seventh day, he said, now, nah. first day they went around and they returned and they were watching them. Second day, they, the third day they saw them when the first one, the second time, the third time. So they are going round and round. I don't know what they're up to. Fifth time, the sixth time, by seventh time, the trumpets were blowing. And remember, he said something to them. He said, in, in all this, please don't make a noise with your voice. Your voice is an unusual worship instrument for God. I feel the fire. Don't make a noise. Keep quiet. If you have nothing to say, keep quiet. If you will say anything, just sound like the trumpet is sounding. You to go. Harmonize with the heavenly voice. There's a process going on. And it is now. I'm not joking. It is now. If you can't say what God is saying, keep quiet. Don't reason out things for God. Mm-mm. I promise you, if you try to reason out for God, you will reason wrongly. You will err. Reasoning and God don't go together. It is revelation and God. Now you can see Romans 10, 10 at all. With the heart man believes, with the mouth confession is unto salvation. When you begin to say what is not, you are, you see, you see, you are causing a distraction. You are diverging away from the cause. So life and death are in the power of the tongue. God is doing it for you. Stop destroying it. If your mind is so hooked to the world that your mind is spinning you against God, say, I will not, I will not confirm it. Mm-mm. I refuse. I won't confirm it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The only time you see me open my mouth is to shout what God is shouting. Somebody's turn around this this month. And it is supernatural in the name of Jesus. Ah! <laughs> but I have come here today to let somebody know that it has started. When the world is saying there's a casting down, you will be declaring there is a lift. 
You say, I've never seen this kind of lifting up before in my life. I've never seen this kind of lifting up in my life. I've never seen something like this in my life. This is God at work. Whether it's your personal life, whether it's your family life, whether it's your children's life, whether it's your ministry, whether it's your endeavor, whether it's our nation, I've never seen anything like this in my life. This is your mouth in the name of Jesus. That's why I said, I put a new song in your mouth. Sing. Oh, I feel the fire. I will feel it in my. T- <laughs> now, talking of walls, for example, for example, look at walls. And what happened when they shouted? What happened? The walls fell. But life is defined by walls. Don't you agree with me? You can never have a relationship if there are no boundaries. Walls. If you have a boundless relationship, you have a messed up life. That is relationship without boundaries. Oh, you'll be vexed a thousand and one times. You will be you, you will get into people's noses. Not even just there, not just standing in their face. Well, no, really. So we live by walls. So some walls we build, some walls are built against us. And come on, come on, come on. From walls, what do you know of walls? Walls bind. Walls prevent access. Walls inhibit progress. Walls can trap. But the walls we build usually are very dangerous. Walls of anger. Walls of hatred. I have a number of them. Walls of insecurity. Walls. Walls of fear. Fear of tomorrow. Bad habits that you don't want anybody to know about. So you be walls to hide yourself. Walls. Walls of hurt and bitterness. Ah, they offended you when you were 10 years old. And you will never forgive them. That's why you are having problems today. Let go. Break down the wall and let God flow in. Walls. Walls of self pity and insecurity. Walls of worry, anxiety. Walls of depression, malice, envy, jealousy. What about sickness and poverty? Walls of attitudes. Walls. What about the walls that people build? The devil builds walls to create problems for you. I said in the first time, I said, the devil is a master strategist of walls. Everything was fine, kind of Eden. In a subtle manner, he waged a war between Adam and Eve and God. So most of the God, I said, get out of this place and let the angel make sure that they don't come in. Until there's a reparation. And of course, in Ephesians, you find God. In his infinite message, chapter 2. The Bible says, What Jesus Christ came to do, come summarized in one word. Remove the wall, the partitioning wall between us, we and the Jews, bringing the two together as one. And removing the wall between humanity and God. Or let me put it more. Removing the wall between humanity and God. And so easy to remove the wall between human beings. That's what Jesus came to do. And he did it. Can't you see that everything is defined by walls? 
Glory be to God in the highest. So the war that is against you and your destiny begins to come down today in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. Oh, hallelujah. I think I should stop here. But remember in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 4, it says the weapon of our warfare are not carnal. God solved the problem of humanity by pulling down walls. And he has given us the ability to pull down walls. Glory be to God in the highest. When they had the word and they had the presence and they had the praise, the praise came as trumpets and came as shouting. The war had no choice than to go down. Can I ask somebody now in a shout of praise to God, open your mouth and give me one. Shout! Shout! It will get the devil in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. If you hear a shout where nobody shouts, it's one of two things. It's either you start to run or you look for a way to understand it. And you mean either the person is mad or the person is intimidating the situation. When you begin to shout, as praises to God, you confound the enemies of God. You pull down the walls and the barriers of hell. Ah, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, ah, it says, clap your hands, all you people shout unto God with the voice of what? Triumph! I said, something is about to turn properly in your life today. What never happened before? The wall of Yerko that never happened before came down in the name of Jesus. And when it came down, I said, never to be beat again. Never. When Pharaoh ran into the Red Sea, he was buried forever. The Red Sea will never forget that he was not big enough to stop God or stop his children. Jordan will never forget. There are certain things that after, oh, I feel the fire. There are certain counts that will never forget that they meddled and they messed up with God in trying to stop your life. In the name of Jesus. Listen, he said Jericho, you is doomed forever. Anything stopping between you and your destiny. Today, I say doomed forever. In the name of Jesus. Doomed forever. Doomed forever. I said the war fell flat. Never to be built again. You know what Joshua said? He said, The man we attempted said he would lay the foundation with his first son. He said, You use, he said, if you try it's more than that, the last, the last stage of the house will be is the burial of his second son. And up to today, Jericho has not been built. I said, What stopped you until now? In the name of Jesus, I came on covenant ground. In the name of Jesus, and I represent the covenant keeping God, your father by covenant. Every covenanted evil against you, I say, go back to Sunday in the name of Jesus. Receive life in the name of Jesus. Every death against you goes back to the sender. Every sickness against you goes back to the sender. Every fear against you goes back to the sender. Every failure against you goes back to the sender. I say you will finish well. You will end this year singing hallelujah. Can I hear a big shout?
Shout in the house. Shout in the house. Shout in the house. Shout of victory in the house. Shout of victory in the house. Now stop people. Now stop people. Men will see. Men will fear. They will put their trust in the Lord. Your breakthrough has started. Your turnaround has started. I say, shout! 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 This is the best month of this year for you in the name of Jesus. You are living this month flying. You are living this month singing. You are living this month dancing. You are ending next year flying, singing, dancing, new songs in the name of Jesus. Now, hear me. On that seventh day, something was done that had never been done in the history of Jericho. That some people would just be walking around and suddenly shouted. That called them on their ass. They had no answer to it. But for the people, they had done everything God had said up until then. The only thing left was shout. He said, I have given you the city. But hear me, this is what you're going to do. They've done everything, but only one thing left. Shout. For us, he has done everything, but only one thing left. You say, what is that? Sing! He has put a new song in your mouth. He has put a new shout in your mouth. He has put a new laughter in your mouth. It is time to do just exactly that. You know what? Why will you allow timidity when God has set you free? Why will you allow fear when God has promoted you and lifted you up? The only thing left is shout. And I'm talking to somebody here today. The only thing left is your praises. The only thing left is the new song of God in your mouth. The only thing left is what people will have no choice but to hear. In fact, this is here, but to see. Say, so I put a new song in your mouth. Men will see it. That's why when you come in the morning, sing. Say, when last did you sing along from the bottom of your heart? When last did you sing the Christian song along? Hallelujah, anyhow, alone in your room. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. Because we have put our trust in you, Lord Jesus, we are more than conquerors. I said the kind of miracle that you cannot find an antecedent to. Get ready. In the name of Jesus. We give a praise. You live here today. Don't stop singing. Don't stop shouting. Keep on singing, keep on dancing, keep on shouting. Hallelujah to the Lord. Really, that is keep on singing, keep on. I say, keep on. Keep on 
We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.